Welcome to episode number 12 of the J Bunny's Music Hub podcast. I'm your host, J Bunny. Now for this episode, I finally get my friend Tom McNamara on the show, and uh, I've been trying to I've been talking to him about being on this show ever since I decided to do this show. So, uh we're finally able to make it happen or at the uh at the Starland Ballroom. As most of these episodes have gone, I was at the venue to see a concert, and Tom was one of the musicians playing at that concert. Um, I'm not going to say which band he was playing with in this intro, because uh, we reveal it within the episode, although if you have read the episode title or the episode description, you already know. Uh, But uh, so far, this is the only... um, the band playing shows and on this particular podcast is the only place that it has been announced what band Tom is playing with now. Uh, so it's cool to have that little exclusive and, uh, it was great to, great to have him on the show. It was a great concert. It was fucking fantastic. The show made me flash back to high school. All of the bands that were headlining at this show, uh, were all bands that, that got their start and, and were probably, probably all at their biggest yeah, well, I mean that's debatable, I guess, but they all definitely got their start back in, you know, like the the late '90s, around the time that I was in high school. So once again, it was it was great to have Tom on the show, and uh, without further ado, here he is. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Jay Bunny. I'm here this time at the Starland Ballroom, and I'm here with Tom McNamara. How you doing, Tom? Hey, what's up, dude? How are you, man? I'm, I'm alright. How you doing today? Good, dude. Good. So. I first met you when you were in the band Beyond Visible, yep. and my understanding from having conversations with you over the years is there was sort of a couple of different eras of that band, or a couple of different uh, incarnations. So can you tell me a bit about how the band came to be, and how long uh, you know it was together, and the different incarnations yeah, and whatnot? There, there were certainly a, a lot of versions of that band. I think the band started in 2006, um, and it was just like a couple of buddies of mine. Actually, the the drummer and uh, the drummer Rob, he, was, yeah. he actually was a drummer until now. And uh, my buddy Sam, he played guitar. Okay. And uh, yeah, we went through like a bunch of singers, a bunch of bass players. I think uh, what we ended up on was you know the most version, the most recent version that you saw with Dean singing. Yeah. And we still never really found like a permanent other guitar player. We've always kind of bounced around. Right, right. Guys. Yeah. The last time that uh, you know, the last sort of year that you guys were active, you had to fill in. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he was a great, he's a good friend of ours, Fish, he was such a cool dude. Yeah. Right? But, uh, yeah, it was always kind of hard to solidify. Yeah, so, um, back in February of 2015, there was actually a post on the Beyond Visible Facebook page saying that you guys were going to take off for a couple of months <laughs> to work on other projects, and it's been about two and a half years, yeah. and you guys haven't gotten back together yet, so I was just wondering what happened and if you have any plans to get back together with that band well i think uh we were kind of coming to like a slow halt you know what i mean that band was kind of like i said we had trouble finding a, a permanent guitar player so i wound up venturing off and finding other projects and i wound up finding this band uh, scared old fear right and uh we wound up like uh staying pretty busy so that was kind of what i did in the interim you know uh i joined that band i played guitar with those guys we toured a bunch and uh as of as of right now, I don't think that we have any plans of really getting back together. We haven't officially broken up or anything right, like right, that. Right. But it it really wasn't the kind of band like that where you have to put out a statement that you broke up. You know, I mean, we we're just a local Jersey band where we just really didn't. We just stopped playing. You know, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what it was. So. Yeah. So how did you um, how did you come to join Scared No Fear? We did a record with Beyond Visible in uh, on Long Island, 
with a guy named Mike Watts right. uh, in Voodoo Studios. He's a great producer, man. He's got a great studio over there. Uh, and we did like a, uh, a record over there with him. And it wound up that after we did the record, nothing really came with Beyond Visible. But he had called me. He said, hey, listen, I have this project that just recorded with me that needs a guitar player. Uh, they're based out of Rhode Island. He's like, would you be interested? So I was like, yeah, of course. You know, and he, I think he sold it to me because we they were booked to do a tour with Nonpoint. Oh, okay. And their guitar player had just left. Mm. So they were like kind of up shit's creek. They were like, what the fuck are we going to do? We're, we're about to go on tour. So yeah. I guess he was in the mix and he just mentioned my name and they're like, yeah, for sure. You know, he, he kind of gave them my info and, you know, the rest is history. We wound up just kind of getting together. Okay, now that band has also been really quiet as of late. So yeah. I was just wondering, like, is, is Scare Don't Fear still a band? You know, are they still together? Are you guys? Yeah, absolutely, they are. Uh, like again, that there was no official kind of we're broken up. There was kind of like a hey, we're just going to take a little little break, a little time off. Yeah. And uh, you know, reconvene when the, when the time is right. But uh, as of now, that seems to be, I guess. <laughs> My uh, my mo man, I I, I want to join in bands. That I want to <laughs> take, take a lot of breaks. You're, you're you're in bands that aren't doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but uh, so before joining Scare Don't Fear, you held down. I mean, this is great for an audio podcast. Finger quotes, but you had a normal job. But uh, you left that job in order to, as far as I understand, like you, you stopped having real jobs to be a musician. Like, how did you come to that decision to, like, I want to just do music? Well, it's always kind of been what I've done. I've always played music. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had a normal job for very long. You know, I, I, I tend to bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably because I want to focus on music. So right. Much. Okay. I mean, yeah, I know you were doing, like, the real estate thing. Yeah, I became a realtor for a while. For a couple <laughs> years, actually. And listen, I enjoyed it. It was cool. You know, like selling homes, is, I guess it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but it was okay. I don't know about wearing a fucking suit every day. Yeah, I saw, I remember your, uh, we joked about it at the Stanhope house once. You yeah. showed me your business card. and Between, like, the shirt or whatever you were wearing and your beard, worst. it just looked like you had no neck. It was, like, mouth and then just black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, what can I say about it? It was a cool experience, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Back in the day, you tried out for Limp Bizkit. Yeah. And uh, when they had that put your guitar where your mouth is contest. That's right. We were looking That's to right. replace Wes Borland. And I actually seen some of the video. I think you might have posted online, like, some of the videos from, like, when MTV was covering yeah. it. And, like, you had hair and they had I, you on there. I know. I had hair. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, you, had, you, you, were, you were the, you were the crazy, they referred to you as the crazy guy with the spiky hair or really? something. Because you had fucking spiky I hair. I didn't even know that they said that. Yeah, yeah, That's you posted cool. the thing. Like, you didn't yeah, know that? Yeah, I wound up, like, winning that contest. And, oh, did like, yeah. yeah, I played, I lived with the band for, like, a month. Well, that was what I was going to ask you, is that, is that like, from sort of the public, uh, the public understanding is that they didn't go with anyone from that contest. Yeah. Um... So, but can you tell me a bit about that whole the process and and it was uh, like a weird winning it, it which is which is like news to me. Yeah, it was like uh, well, I mean, as far as what I can consider winning it, yeah, I, I just showed up at a guitar center like in two thousand two, and uh, I waited in line for like fucking twenty hours. That's where I was the worst, and uh, I wound up, you know, trying out for the band. I was like one of the first in line. Yeah. So I tried out for the band, and they they told me right there they're like. We're gonna call you back, but you gotta wait till like six p.m. This was like ten a.m. So you gotta Fuck. wait till like six p.m. because it was like fucking a thousand people online. It was crazy. There were so many people. So finally, I wound up playing with the band and shit, and uh, they were like, "Yeah, dude, we want you to come out, hang out with us, and, and uh, you know, record with us and write." So they flew me out to L.A. They like gave me an apartment and shit, and fucking, I lived out there for like. 
three weeks, three and a half weeks or something. Okay. We wound up recording and stuff and just hanging out, right? Just playing. And then, like, one day, my dude just came in and, like, you're going home. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, you're going home, dude. And that was just kind of how it ended. I literally haven't heard from them since. So you, you did some writing and stuff with him. Have, has any of that ever, uh, any of the music that you wrote with nah. them ever seen the light of day? I never heard it. I mean, I don't know if there's bits and pieces of, like, their, newer, their like, previous records, but... Yeah, no, nothing officially got used. I have no credits or anything yeah. on any of the records. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it did suck, man. I was I was young. I wasn't even twenty one at the point. So like for me, it was just like a crazy experience. Like who at twenty years old gets to play with a biscuit and then gets sent home? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it's not all bad for me, but it, it ended kind of miserably. Like, yeah. So had, had they when they said okay, you're leaving? Had they already? Because I know they they had that guy Mike Smith. Like had they already picked yeah, him when they? No, like I guess like. Once they ended the contest and, and like the subsequent like players that had won the contest, like they just want to go with somebody with experience. And, okay. You know, took it from there. But yeah, that was a long time ago, man. Yeah. So, um, I gotta ask you. I ask everybody, every everybody that's ever been on the show, like, what are your thoughts about? And then you've got a you know some unique experiences. What are your thoughts on the state of the music industry currently, where, where fans tend to like to uh, either illegally download the music or subscribe to Spotify because they think, well, you know, I don't have to buy the music because the bands make all their money at shows anyway. Yeah. Like, what, what do you think about that? Um, I'm guilty of it too, man. I, I subscribe to those streaming services. and I get it. Like, you make some of your money from music. And, and you know what you put out but I don't think anybody's getting rich off of their music anymore you know it's it's a side hustle a lot of the time and it's, it's you know it's, it's it's a shitty industry you know what I mean it really has changed so if you're in it to make money then you're in the wrong industry that's for sure mm. but uh, as far as I mean I don't know man that's kind of where I sit with it I don't really think much more about it it's not really about making money on your music alright so um, in your years, of, you've been in a bunch of bands, and, and you're, you're in another band that we're going to address in a minute, but in, in your years of, of playing shows, I'm sure that there's been some, some like really shitty and really awesome like experiences on the road. So I was just wondering if you could share like a story from column A and column B. <laughs> yes. You don't have to name names of like you know be, you know you don't have to name any names we were of actually, like. Me and you were just talking about this outside. Uh, we had driven from fucking. It was like one of our first real tours, and we had driven from like Rhode Island to Arizona. And we I don't know how long it was two whole days or three days or something like that. We get to the show, and fucking we pull up, we set up, we play like two songs. And the, I'm not gonna name names, right? So yeah. it's better off. But uh, headliner just like cuts us after the two songs, after that crazy ride Oof. and getting there. So that's probably one of the worst ones, I would say. Yeah. Good ones, I don't know, man. We we did a bunch of really good shows, man. Any any sold out show is always gonna stick out, you know. And just having a thousand fans yelling your fucking lyrics back to you, it's amazing, you know. What I mean? <coughs> it's hard to pick just one. Just one. But like that is probably mostly why I do this. Okay. Just that's... to have that connection with the crowd and, and be on stage, you know. I guess the next band is getting ready to play. Yeah, we're getting a little bass up. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. It's probably a sub getting plugged. <laughs> fucking rattled my insides. All right, so we flew through this, uh, but I'll, I'll make it work. Uh, so so now now the sort of... Uh, you need something to fill up some space? I'm here. I can talk for hours. <laughs> Joey fucking blabbermouth over here. There you go. Right, well, based on that... Uh, 
one of the questions I had wanted to ask you was after years of seeing you play with Beyond Visible, yeah. you guys played a bunch of shows with 40 Below Summer. That was probably some of my first experiences seeing you, oh, meeting really? you. and Like, I'd met you and Dean. Like, I'd seen you guys play a couple times, and then we'd ran into each other at other shows, yeah. and that's how we became friendly. But, like, some of the first shit that I saw you guys do was was, was the Harry Deli's Memorial Show, okay. some shows with 40 Below Summer, and you guys did some shit with I Empire. Yep. So... You're in 40 Below Summer now. Yeah, I started playing with this guy like, well, about a month ago. Started playing bass, actually. Yeah, which yeah. is which is a... I mean, it's still a guitar, but it's different. It's technically a guitar, right? <laughs> so how, how did you... guitar. Yeah. And I've got, I've got uh, some other guys from 40 Below in the room, if anybody wants to chime in. How did you come about... How, how did you joining 40 Below come about? Um, it was actually kind of strange, man. I had just come out... I've been a fan of the band for years. Uh, from the beginning, honestly, I, I was always kind of coming to their shows and shit. Anyway, I, I wound up going to just one of the local Jersey shows, and uh, I caught I caught up with uh, with Joey. And we're, we're rapping before the show and stuff, and uh, uh, you know we, we kept in touch after that. And we wound up just uh, it, it turned out that they needed somebody to play bass. Hmm. So, uh, you know, there was no big revelation there or anything. It was just kind of like. Uh, a supply and demand kind of thing. You know? Do you guys have any any other background you want to give on that, or any other information uh, that you can that you mm, can give? Mm, mm. Well, we go way back with yeah. both Tom and Dean. Probably not a lot of people realize this, but Dean used to come out to our early, early, early gigs. I'm talking 97, 98, 99. Oh wow! And he videotaped almost every fucking old right. show we did. <laughs> He used to give us copies of the videos. He was super awesome about it, yeah. super cool with his time and his product. And he knew he was filming us, but we weren't signed or anything yet, so yeah, we just go way back with Dean and Tom as well. Yeah. So he's always been around. He's just he just happened to be there at that gig and we were talking. Yeah. Okay. He came up all in the same clubs, man. I remember seeing these guys at Birch Hill. Yes. Yeah, see, I, I posted on, on Facebook today about how, like, this show, the lineup of this show that we're at today, which is Starland, it's, it's Il Nino, 40 Below Summer, Dope, and Head P.E., and I was like, this makes me feel like I'm in high school again. And a lot of other people were like, oh, Birch Hill, Birch Hill. I was never able to go to Birch Hill. That sucks. Because my, my parents, I, I was the kind of kid that always asked permission. And my dad's, my dad's famous fucking saying that has come up on my podcast, I don't know, my son has a podcast now, I mentioned it to my son, uh, is that my dad was always saying, you're going to die in a mosh pit. You're not allowed to go. And so I just stopped asking permission and just started going at some point. But by that point, Birchill was closed, Starland uh, was open, and so I didn't, I didn't ever catch anything at, at the Birchill. But, uh, That's right, you mentioned in the thing we did at uh, Stanhope that you really got into us around yeah, I never, hero time. Yeah, I never really got, I never saw 40 Below until after you guys had split up and then we're doing like the little reunions here and there, uh, you know, with the Black Market Hero shows and then the Dagger Strawn shows. Um, yeah, I sort of missed so out on, just... sort of missed out on you guys from the, uh, on the first, uh, first go around. Yeah, but you're here on the good stuff. You're here on the good stuff. I was going to say, I was actually going to. Ha- that was all palm trees and candy canes, brother. That wasn't real. <laughs> I was this gonna. Is real. I was gonna say outside. I find it kind of funny that, that that missing out on all that, but now I'm here every fucking time. Look, it. It just like Tom said. I guess it's a good way to put it. Supply and demand. We yeah. needed someone. 
and we've known him for years, and it just was we like, just happened to run into it was just stuff. funny that yeah. night. I was yeah. like, I know you're a guitar player, bro, but do you happen to have any bass gear? And he was like, actually, I just bought a bass rig. I was like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> like I'll be calling you, man. Yeah, it really was like that. It was just simple, and he's gonna play guitar on the next record probably if he's if he's still around and he's not bounced to another gig already. <laughs> well, you guys don't take a break. <laughs> no, no breaks, no breaks coming anytime soon. We're yeah. we're just what we are, and but he's an incredible musician. I just want to say that. And so I'm what? lucky to be surrounded by him and him. Hey man, him. these guys are fucking real deal yeah. musicians. They wouldn't be here if they weren't. Right. Just like Tom said, if you're in it to make money, you're definitely. <laughs> oh shit. Doing the wrong thing. So what made you decide that? That's a, I don't have that written down, but that's actually a good question. What made you decide? being a guitarist, like, oh, I'm going to buy some bass stuff. I, I got it in my head that I was going to start recording music, so I figured I may as well buy bass just to have it, you know, because I do play bass. Yeah. I, always, I always have played bass, but uh, I bought one just to have it in, like, my studio at home, you know, this way I didn't have to borrow them or whatever, and uh, I guess it wound up being a good purchase. <laughs> there yeah. you go. So, tonight is actually, if I'm not mistaken, your second show. Yeah, we had one with show with guys. Yeah, this will be our second show. So how, how did the first one go? It was good, man. It was fun. <laughs> when I was staying in New York, man, it was a good time. What else could I say? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> some of the some of the laughing in the in the room tells me that there was some shenanigans. It was a wild, it was a wild night. We'll just put it that way. But it was good. What you it, could expect. It came, it came after a tough week for a lot of us, so yeah, uh, yeah you can imagine. Okay. It was an initiation gig. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, but I did pull him aside and say, "Don't worry, it's not like this." All I know time. we had that talk. It was, <laughs> it was just a crazy week. We did that. We're, we're, we're not only been in the band for one gig. He's already been told, don't worry, we don't act like this all the time. And had, a, and had a personal apology from another band member. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, not that I personally offended him. I was just a drunk idiot. Mm. Happens, man. You can leave that in there. I don't <laughs> so, I guess technically, since Beyond Visible never broke up, and Scared Don't Fear never broke up, you're in three bands right now. Uh, I guess technically, yeah, if you want to call it that. I mean, well, do you think that... Uh, there's, I mean, obviously the other two are sort of on a hiatus or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, I go with where people are busy, where people want to come to work and get right. out and play shows. And like I said, my main thing in music is to be here to fucking play shows. Right, right. Well, that was kind of be the question is, do you do you think that there will ever be a, a show where, where maybe you play with more than one band at a time? Like, you know, maybe Beyond Visible or Scare plays a show with 40 Below? I would love not to do that, just because I would rather not <laughs> play two sets. I've done that. Yeah, I know. I, I, but that was gonna be my sucks. next thing. I've certainly done that. I've done that in the past, and I would, I would, yeah, of course. But I like to kind of focus on, you know, who I'm working with. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've seen Joey. I've seen you do that before. I've seen some of the black market slash forty shows or the with daggers slash. Those are 40 rough shows. nights, man. <laughs> Double duty's rough, dude. It's it's not bad if you're playing guitar and both guitar. bands. Oh, okay, if you yeah. have to play drums, and yeah, it's painful. Drums but is the worst. I never tried that. Too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I often forget, even though I asked you about it in the other interview, that, that you play drums. <laughs> I did. I did. I played drums on Fire to Your Gravity. Right. I knew that, but I, I don't remember. My, yeah. my brain awesome. doesn't work so well. Am I? Am I? I'm no Anthony DiVizio. Uh, Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I got my tongue off everybody's ass. <laughs> Just, ooh, ow. <laughs> well, Allie's blushing a little. <laughs> but, but to play two instruments as well as Joey does it is something else. 
I think the first time I met him when I came down for an audition, I'm like, oh, you're the guy who played drums and guitar on the album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. You make me sick. <laughs> Tom started as a drummer, too. Fuck both of you. I bet you didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. We were just talking about this the other night. We have a lot of the same, so a lot of parallels. Okay. I started on drums. I didn't start on guitar. Okay, so yeah. tell me a bit about that. I mean, because right. I only I don't know any other than like the Limp Biscuit stuff. Like yeah. I don't know what you did before Beyond Visible. I played I played drums at a band called Breakstand actually. Okay. Yeah. So that was like '96 maybe '95. Okay. It was a long time ago. But yeah, I, I started on drums. My brother's a drummer. My whole family are musicians, so I wound up just. Uh, I feel like I know your. I feel like your dad told me that. Or gave me that impression when I met him yeah. at one of the, the Scare Don't Fear show I went to. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that taught me guitar, yeah. That was crazy. Okay. It's just weird, man. <laughs> We're all kind of multi-instrumentalists here. So, it looks like after today, uh, 40 Below has at least a couple of other shows booked. Beyond that, like, what's next for, for 40 and what's next for, for Tom specifically? Uh, we got some new material in the works. Awesome. So uh, that's inevitably going to happen sometime in 2018. We typically don't go nuts traveling around all over the place, especially if the weather gets real bad. Yeah, yeah. Just because who the hell wants to be out in the Midwest towing a trailer when it's snowing, ice, and sleet, and you know lousy conditions to drive in. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll chill out a little bit, but we'll, we'll keep uh, we, you know we'll, we'll keep a, a couple of gigs going here and there, you know, just to keep some kind of steady flow, pay the bills, and you know keep sharp and then. Uh, we will undoubtedly be focusing more on the writing. Okay. Cool. And that's that's what you got going too. Yeah, you don't yeah, have anything yeah. else sort of yeah. ruined. For now, that's what it is. We're yeah. very much forward looking. We're very <laughs> much looking forward <laughs> to writing. Yeah, Tom. That's this awesome. This is going to be very interesting because you know, from the beginning of Forty Below Summer, you know what we sounded like. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of evolved and you have new members come in and which is kind of funny David's to me been in the band three and a half years Anthony's been in the band almost five years and they've already shaped the sound of the band yeah yeah you know what I mean like Dave wrote the sixth fucking song I can't wait for everybody to hear it <laughs> it's the shit so adding someone like Tom yeah who's a sick guitar player and writer on top of that I find it interesting like you said the the, the original 40 Below Sound and then we're talking about a guy that, that was in Scare Don't Fear which uh-huh. is like a rap metal band and yeah. Limp Bizkit yeah I know that that's not the direction that you guys go anymore, but... And that's not the direction he goes either. I mean, when he writes, yeah. you, this shit is nasty, bro. It's like, it fits right in with what we're trying to do. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, of course he did. I'm excited too, man. I'm looking forward to the future. So I asked this last time, since you guys are all in the room, I asked this last time, and, and Max said he didn't think so, but are you guys still going to do those covers at some point? Just because I, I love covers, and that's why I keep asking. Uh, I'd love to. I'm all about doing fucked up shit like that all the time. I hear Taylor Swift song on the radio. I'm like, man, if we did Trouble super heavy, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, I think about things like this all the time, but it's it's about having the time. Yeah, yeah. And right now we're just focused yeah, I mean, on you writing could, yeah. original music. So if we have time, which is I'd which love is to awesome. Do it. I mean, I'm not going to discount that at all. He's never going to let me do a Taylor Swift song. That's the fucking <laughs> problem. You, David, how hard is it for fucking a band to agree on doing a cover? That's true. I mean, you guys only have released two ever. And we just got to take, uh, It's So Easy just got taken down off all streaming services. Oh, why is that? Publishing reasons. Yeah. I got the CD, so. I'm just glad. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> so our people took it down, and I was like, yeah, cool, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> the crime here, everything we paid, we 
did everything right. Back then, we did not do everything right. So I was like, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, to be fair, that CD was sort of supposed to be like, hey, we're broken up, but here's some demos we right. recorded for right. something that's not going to be that's a thing it, now. That is what it was. It was, <laughs> not what it, was it was a collection of demos. Yeah. And a somewhat semi-poorly filmed DVD here at some point. <laughs> Yeah, what's a friend of mine? You can actually see. He's like, oh, you can see me. And it, oh, all right, that's cool. Tom. What? No, no. Uh, my friend Kevin. I think you guys met him. Kevin Err. Judbox? No. Uh, no. I'm not thinking of Tom. Tom. But not that Tom. Tom never had Judbox. So. No. I would wear Dreadlocks with though. <laughs> <laughs> just, just seeing those, seeing those old videos of you with hair made my brain explode just yeah. a little bit. That was Tom, weird to me. Yeah, hair once too. Yeah, I don't know if I ever. I I didn't really. I mean, I've have seen E Town. You know, Dave is in E Town also. I, I've seen E Town, but I don't. I didn't meet you or sort of know who you were until you were in forty. So, right. I don't remember Dave with hair. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> been hair for a long time. It's like seven years now. Wow. It's much better. And E playing here again soon, yeah. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Awesome. I have to I have see if I can see if I can get here, man. Yeah. As 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 is no fucking uh, secret to to my listeners, I'm I'm broke as shit. So I gotta see if I can make that work. So, all right, guys. So anybody else have anything they want to say or anything to plug? You know, I know you get. I'll, I'll obviously I'll plug the Facebook and shit. That's cool, man. Good to see you, dude. All right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Can't wait to see the fucking show. Although it's what still five six hours from now. Oh right? God! Stop reminding me. <laughs> you got four hours. Yeah. That's yeah. It's almost four hours and. 50-something minutes until we play, so yeah. Me too. I'm going to go get some food. All right, well then, yeah, let's, let's, let's go food. eat. Thanks, guys. Right, Want some fucking you. French toast. <laughs>
divided, divided. Heard you was talking shit, now you silent. You were patient and my new was silent. My new was silent. Under Orion. Uh, go Miles Cyrus. Bring the fucking wrecking ball. Watch you get demolished. He quicker than Sonic. Better run, boy. Time's ticking and ticking. Pull out of my hood, let him slaughter. Soon they'll be gone, daily departed. This a warning, ninja, you haunted. Where you leaving? There is up in the trophy. I ain't helping, I'm watching, sipping coffee. What the plank? I'm sick of you talking. All you wanted was to float. So best get the fuck up above. Who went and let out the beast? He's looking to feast. I refuse to just lay down his seat. Somebody's in trouble, rampaging the streets. Who went and let out the beast? Who went and let out the beast? When the ground shakes like an earthquake, better run for your life. Take cover, don't wait for it's too late. Move fast, push on to right on. Run for your life. Locked up inside, now he's outside If you don't know wanna die, better run for your life Run for your life Run for your life Locked up inside, now he's outside If you don't wanna die, better run for your life Go ahead and let out the beast Go ahead and let out the beast Go ahead and let out the beast Somebody in the trouble, repent in the streets Go ahead and let out the beast Go let out the beast Go ahead and let out the beast And from the EP Trilogy, that was Scare Don't Fear with the song Let Out the Beast. I want to thank Tom for being on the show. Uh, he's actually one of the first people that when I first decided to, to start this podcast, uh, you know, I made a list of people that I know. And, and, and like I said in episode one, I was going to start there. And so Tom was one of the first people I reached out to to see if he'd be interested in being on the show. Um, and we've just been trying to... Uh, been trying to work out the logistics of it ever since so I'm, I'm really glad that we were finally able to uh to get that interview and and get him on the show um now as you as you heard in in the uh in the episode there i've i've known tom for years um started uh, not started out but you know i first met him when he was in the band beyond visible i met those guys years ago um like I said, one of the first times I saw them was was, was either at the Harry Deli's Memorial Show or with Forty Below Summer. Those that stuff was happening uh, all around the same time, and and I really miss uh, I really miss Beyond Visible. I understand that you know those guys took a break or broke up or whatever you know because uh, people had other things going on. You know their singer Dean uh, I think is. It, been brought up on the show on more than one occasion he's doing he's like running a real estate company now so he's he's really busy he doesn't i guess have time to do much with music anymore or much i guess or, or be able to dedicate the attention that that being in a in a band 
uh, takes. Um, so, but you know, what is, what is it that they say? Life is what happens while we're making other plans. So uh, I'm sure you know things are going well for him. I actually saw him at the uh, at the 40 Below Summer El Nino show that I recorded this episode at. Uh, he was there. Him and um, and Beyond Visible's drummer. Um, Blanking on his name, even though Tom mentioned it earlier. But anyway, those guys were both there to uh, show support for for uh, their boy Tommy Mac, now a member of Forty Below Summer, um, which is fantastic because uh, you know they're not they didn't bring in someone new that I'm gonna have to to get to know. You know, I'm friends with all those dudes for years now, and uh, you know to have brought in one of my friends is kind of cool. There's no awkward getting to know you phase for the new member. <laughs> Um, so be sure guys to check out, uh, 40 below summer once again on, uh, on Facebook and Twitter. I also, I almost forgot. I, I want to thank the other members of 40 below summer for being on the show. Everybody, all the rest of the band was in the room except for Max, uh, who was down handling the merch table at Starland, uh, because, uh, they were having the bands do their own merch that night. Uh, but all the rest of the guys in 40 below summer, uh, Joey D'Amico, Anthony DeVizio, and uh, Dave Mondragon were all in the room during the show, and and uh, were uh, you know once we got to the to the part where I asked Tom about Forty Below Summer, they all sort of uh, joined in and and gave their thoughts on some things. Uh, so I want to thank those guys for uh, for being on the show as well for allowing me into their. Uh, you know, dressing room or whatever at the venue. I've, I've never, I'd never been to the uh, backstage or upstairs areas of the Starland Ballroom before. It's pretty, pretty fucking nice up there. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank those guys. So be sure to check out, uh, check them out on their social media. Make sure to check out. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, Dave Mondragon is also in uh, E Town Concrete. Although I don't think that they actually have any. Uh, social media pages. I know Dave himself doesn't, and uh, I don't think that, that E-Town does either, but uh, be sure to check them out. Um, at, they're going to be playing at Starland Ballroom, like he said, around uh, around Thanksgiving, E-Town is playing. That's their sort of uh, yearly tradition, I feel like, because you don't, you don't hear much from E-Town these days, but they do play at Starland once a year, around around Thanksgiving, usually uh, usually on Black Friday or somewhere thereabouts. Uh, they did play a show with, with 40 Below Summer actually a few years ago. So yeah, so this year's E-Town show is the Saturday following Thanksgiving, which is uh, November 25th. So be sure to check those guys out if you're interested. Make sure to, to follow... 40 Below Summer on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure, also you can follow, even though the bands are, are not incredibly active at the moment, you can follow Tom's other bands, Scare Don't Fear and Beyond Visible. They're both also on Facebook. Be sure to follow the J Bunny's Music Hub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. I still haven't put anything else up on the, uh, on the Patreon page, but I'm going to start getting stuff on there soon to get some... Uh, Hopefully, get some uh, some patrons to contribute to the page so I can keep this podcast going because uh, still not working. And in fact, that uh, you know, well, still not working full time. Uh, you know, things have gotten a little worse in that department. Uh, so, 
any any contributions to the Patreon would be greatly appreciated, and uh, and I'll try and figure out a way to make that worthwhile for people that want to contribute to that. Uh, don't forget also to follow Industry Embers on Facebook and Twitter, and um, the Club Kayfabe Creative Community, ckccconline.com, and on Twitter and Facebook also. Make sure with the industry embers, guys, that you any any new music purchases that you make that you uh, either tweet or post, depending on which social media platform you prefer, with the hashtag buy music b u y or it's buy music b y e. Now to uh, close us out today, we're gonna do another song, not a, not another scared on fear song, but another song from another band that Tom was in, and that was Beyond Visible. Uh, this song is the first track and also I believe the first single from their full length album that came out back in 2011 called uh, Creating Change this is Astray until next time guys (laughs) 